This is episode 676 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, 60 Ways to Save Money Now Without Too Much Effort for Saving, Investing, or Buying More Preps. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. And this email group resides on the same server as this Prepper website, so you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos and periodic webinars. This is a great value for $20 a year. So for more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. And guys, I got to tell you, with all the, the craziness going on in social media, Parler being completely wiped out, Twitter doing its, um, you know, I've lost 6,000 followers on Twitter. Um, and again, I've always mentioned, I use Twitter for just following news organizations. And anything that is posted over there most of the time is automatic. That just kind of gets sent from the different websites that I have. And so, you know, Twitter doing their thing, Facebook doing their thing. And a lot of people are just kind of fed up with uh, social media. And even if you go to some of the alternative ones, man, there's some crazy stuff over there. I got to tell you. And so having this email group, I, I just heard from a lot of people. Thank you for doing this email group. I wish you would have done it earlier. Um, although I think we've been around for almost a year now, um, over a year, and people really enjoy it. And I've, I've added so many new people to it just because they're just fed up with everything that's going on over there. So if uh, you're kind of fed up with social media or you want a place where you can discuss preparedness things and survival and homesteading and just what's going on in the world, then uh, look into this email group. I think it's a great value and it's a great group of people. All right. So I want to jump to some shout outs. And I got to tell you, right this this last week, it was crazy because I received four reviews like back to back to back. And uh, I was just completely blown away. And so I really appreciate that. So I'm going to I'm going to just they're not very long. So I'm going to just give these shouts out because, uh, again, like I said, I really appreciate it. It's a great encouragement to me. First one comes from Third Exit. Uh, it says, hi, Todd. I'm writing to say I enjoy your show, the good advice and information. I'm behind on shows, but this stood out at the beginning of the shows. You put your heart in this and you're allowed to have bad days it's human. You're allowed not to do things when you feel this way. Uh, when we step back, you do get, a, or when you step back, you get a good look at life. Uh, bad days allow this, and most of the time, you come out better for it. You have faith in God, and He doesn't always take you on an easy path, also known as life struggles, but He doesn't stay far from us. Keep up the great work, and God still loves us on bad days. Thanks, Walter. Uh, I'm not exactly sure which episode you're talking about, Walter, but uh, again, I appreciate your kind words, and um, yeah, definitely, we do have bad days, right? That that does happen. Um, next one comes from Rambo Jobo, and it says, thank you, thank you, thank you for a port in the storm so needed now when we are being inundated with censorship. Prayers for God to continue to bless you, family, and ultimately this podcasting ministry. Keep up the great work. Thank you, uh, Rambo, for that one. And then this one comes from Sherry uh, 811. I appreciate Todd's practical and calm approach to prepping topics. This podcast is my go-to place where I know I can count on Todd to deliver the information in an organized and honest matter, manner. Thank you for providing reliable prepping information. So, so thank you, Sherry 811, for that one. And Crow 74 says, the most comprehensive podcast for any level of prepper. Host Todd is not a doom and gloom prepper and rarely states political views, which he and I differ. He gives quality info and a huge library to browse. So, J. Crow, thanks for that. Once again, guys, thank you so much for those reviews. It's a great blessing to me to be able to see those come through. And I've also received a lot of emails recently. So um, that that is uh, very appreciated as well. Hey, listen, if you haven't done the five-day Build Your Own Prepper Group Challenge, uh, it's an email challenge with uh, some ideas. I send you one video a day for five days. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to do that. So you can sign up uh, in the show notes. There's a link there. 
And uh, like I said, you'll get one email a day and uh, just to get you some ideas of looking at a prepper group and, uh, you know, get you to think about and challenge your thinking on what a prepper group is. So uh, that is going to be in the show notes. And so I welcome you to go ahead and, and do that. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our article of this episode. It comes to us from my website, preparedchristians.com, but it's not my article. It's uh, from a friend of mine, Dare to It, and uh, that's her pen name. But uh, she's written articles for me in the past on different websites. And uh, this one is uh, a great one, uh, a lengthy one, because it's 60 ways to start saving now, right? For saving, investing, or more preps. And there's just a lot of good ideas and things. And so some of these might be familiar to you, others might not. And uh, hopefully it is a blessing, kind of gets you thinking, especially with where we are in the world. I mean, right now, so many things are focused on the political aspect of it. And then you've got COVID. And it's funny how the news cycles, if, you, if you're paying attention, the news cycles will go, uh, you know, COVID, 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 then political, political, political. And, you know, it's, and, you know, the next thing, you know, what's going to be the next thing? And there's a whole world out there and there's a lot of things going on and the economic situation is not getting any better. And so we really need to be thinking about this because this touches us right, you know, in our in our family. And this is why we prepare so that we can mitigate those kinds of emergencies. So if we can start thinking about these things now and start making changes and uh, adjustments now, then we'll be better off as we go through, you know, the hard times. And so hopefully these things will give you a little bit of um, uh, ideas. They'll give you some ideas to move forward. So let's go ahead and start again. 60 ways to save money now without too much effort for saving, investing, or buying more preps. So everyone can always use extra money. Having more money tops the list of every New Year's resolutions. Most people don't realize the extra money they need may already be within what they already earn. It's just a matter of rethinking how you spend it. If you want to save money now, here are 60 ways to help you find ways or find more money for saving, investing, or buying more preps. Number one is bake your own bread. Store-bought bread runs about $2 to $3.95 a loaf. Homemade, homemade bread typically costs about $0.60 cents a loaf. Plus, it is much healthier for you. All right, very true on that. And I think, you know, baking bread is a lost skill. I know that there's many of you that are listening that break uh, bake your own bread. Man, I can I can talk today. Uh, that bake your own bread and uh, you do that and it's it's fairly easy for you. And there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah, I was watching a video um, by uh, I guess her name is Emmy Made in Japan, and she is uh, I guess she's Japanese American, and she does uh, all this all these cooking in you know cooking uh, videos and all this kind of stuff. And it's funny because it's not like Hey, I'm cooking organic or vegan or or anything like that. It's like she'll do anything, and uh, she was doing a very easy biscuit recipe that was all powdered um, things that you would you would keep right at home. And I thought it was really interesting. The only wet ingredient, so like I'm thinking more like for survival, long term, um, you can keep all these things uh, long term. The only thing that was wet was buttermilk. So then I started thinking, okay, what could you, you know, is there substitutes for buttermilk? And and really quick, you know, an online search, you find, uh, first of all, there's powdered buttermilk that you can always use and you can stockpile that. And then there are uh, substitutes, like for instance, you could do milk. So you could do powdered milk and you can reconstitute that with water. And then you can add either a tablespoon of uh, lemon juice or a tablespoon of vinegar and mix it in there and let it sit for five minutes. At least that's the recipe that I saw. And that would substitute for buttermilk. And uh, the one person uh, that commented on this one recipe said it worked really, really well for, for baking purposes. And so uh, I was thinking, you know, that's an easy way to have bread. Um, it, you know, again, like I said, it was just all uh, dry ingredients. And, you know, if you wanted to do sourdough, you could do sourdough. And you, you I mean, there's all these different things that you can do to to make your own bread. And so bread is getting more expensive. It's not that good for you. But if you can do your own, even if you're grinding your own, you know, wheat berries and things like that, I mean, that takes it up to another level or you're cutting it half and half and wheat berries store for forever. 
And so baking your own bread is one way to save money. You do, you know, with all these things that we're going to be talking about, it takes a little bit of effort. And I, I guess that's where we are in, in life right now. We want everything so convenient and we want it so fast. And, you know, when people were doing these things back in the old days, I mean, they were, they were, they had to prepare. And so they were doing things, they'd get things ready in the morning time for dinner in the after, you know, in the, in the evening, you know, they were always preparing, they always had something going, right? And so that's, all of these things are going to take a little bit more uh, time and uh, to be purposeful to, to be able to save money and to be able to have that. All right. So a lot of that, let's move on. Number two is learn to make soups, stews, and casseroles using cheaper meats or no meat at all. All can be frozen and made in larger quantities for leftover meals for days. Very economical and healthier way to eat. I do agree with soups. And some people don't like soups uh, like, you know, in summertime because it's so hot uh, and you don't want to be eating something hot. But it is a way to stretch food and to fill your stomach up. And so uh, it's funny, you know, you, you make a soup or a stew and then you make some uh, some biscuits <laughs> with from number one. And uh, you've got a really filling meal, no matter who's eating it, right? And so eating soups is, is a great way to, in stews and in casseroles really, is a great way to extend your, your food and to save uh, money there. Number three is buy in bulk quantities and learn to cook from scratch. The combination of these two can literally cut your grocery bill in half or more. Once you build up a repertoire of meals from ingredients you buy in bulk, your monthly grocery cost will dramatically decrease. Again, going back to the convenience, it's easy to buy something that you can just pop into the oven and uh, and make you know really quickly or microwave or whatever. But uh, cooking uh, with bulk ingredients is a way to save a lot of money. So uh, yeah, I highly recommend that one if you can do that. Number four, go, go without a vehicle. So walk, ride, a bike, or carpool, or take public transportation instead. That's easier said than done in some cities. Uh, some cities, uh, I remember when I visited Chicago for a convention, it was like we walked everywhere. You know, everything was was there, and it didn't seem like too many people had vehicles, at least in the in the city. But where I live in in Houston, in Texas, everything is so spread out. That's one thing. Uh, that's one reason why the convention that I visited up in Chicago doesn't come down to Texas or Houston. They, they do come to Texas, but they don't come to Houston because everything is so spread out. You can't just hop on a little, uh, you know, on a little bus to go a couple of blocks if you're going to do that or whatever. Um, it's everything is so spread out. So you really need a vehicle. So it really depends on on where you're at with that. Number five, set up averaged utility payments. Just contact the utility service and ask to be put on averaged billing each month. They will take a year's worth of your bills and average them, and you will be billed that amount. This will eliminate the highs and lows of your bills, making it easier to see how much you are really saving when you take steps to eliminate energy waste at home. Some people might have different opinions on that, um, at least when you know that you're being averaged you can you can count on a specific amount, right? You're not going to see some highs or lows depending on on the season. Um, another thing that I would say is here in Texas, we have um, a website called powertochoose.org. And that website lists all the electricity providers. And so I know like the big one that we have here in, in Houston is Reliant Energy. I mean, they have, you know, the, the football stadium is named after them. And I know of people that have always complained about that. I'm like, have you ever gone to powertochoose.org and you can find a cheaper a cheaper electricity rate. And so you want to find a fixed rate, not an adjustable rate uh, as far as that. But you want to check in your area to see if you have something like that. Um, because I remember uh, the first time I did that, I saved a ton of money. And I've had a lot of people thank me after they received their first couple of bills and said, wow, Todd, we really cut it our bills in half or even more because we went from that that one power to choose. And it's funny, most of the lines, electricity lines that are run are owned by Centerpoint Energy. It's like the the energy is um, or the power or whatever that runs through your, your electricity is is you just I, I guess they um, they bid on it. 
And so they are able to sell it for cheaper amounts or whatever. So it's all the same energy. It's not like, hey, you're going to get secondhand energy from this other company. It's all the same coming through the same lines into your home. All right, so enough of that. Number six, trim and or cut your own hair or cut down on the number of trips to the hair or salon barber. Uh, hey, since the COVID thing has happened, my wife has been cutting my hair. And uh, so I've saved a lot of money doing that. Um, you know, depending on who you are, uh, you you might be able to get away with that. So uh, that might be a good idea there. Number seven, start a garden. Not only will you get the satisfaction of this wonderful skill, you will literally be making food for yourself and your family at pennies on the dollar. Start small, keep a log of all you do. This is the best way to learn what works and what doesn't each growing season to growing season. Use heirloom seeds and you will never need to buy seeds for the next crop ever again. So for those of you that have been listening for a while, that this number seven is not anything new. I've been talking about starting a garden and if uh, starting starting something, you know, you need the skill to be able to do that, but um, it does uh, cut costs. Uh, at first, you might be spending a little bit of money getting your garden up and going, depending if, you, if you're building beds and things like that. But if you can start small and continue to add um, for the experience, but then also if you can uh, you know, really truly get to a point where you can use that, uh, your garden to, to eat off of, man, you can save a lot of money. Number eight is learn to preserve food. Dry canning is the easiest way to start and will make your food budget smaller. Number nine. Eliminate or cut down on eating out. I got to tell you, we uh, we haven't done a lot of eating out since the whole COVID thing. And uh, we've saved a lot of money. I mean, we, we like going out to eat. And that's one of the things that we always do. Our family, our, our family does. I mean, we go out to eat and, and uh, you know, just, just hang out there. Um, and that's very true. If you can eliminate go, going out to eat. You know, one of the things my son has been doing is like... Uh, he found recipes online for like Chick-fil-A sauce and uh, he made his own and it tastes almost like Chick-fil-A sauce. And uh, so we get the ingredients at the grocery store and he can make his own. Now we've done other things like that where, um, you, uh, the, the chicken. So you need like fried chicken. He's even found how to do fried chicken that kind of tastes like the chicken that you would get at, uh, Chick-fil-A. And one of the ingredients is kind of funny is pickle juice, right? So uh, we go through pickle juice. And so, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can get around that, again, with a little bit of preparedness there. Number 10 is instead of Starbucks, make your own coffee. Uh, that's a that's a no-brainer. I think, you know, we've nailed that one over and over and over again throughout the years. Number 11, eliminate cable, satellite, or reduce your monthly bill by getting a cheaper package deal. You know, it always gets on my nerves how you're with someone and then, you know, uh, a previous company will send you some kind of advertisement and tell you, hey, you know, we, we can give you this for this amount of money. And they lock you in for a year. And then after that year, they want to jack it up on you again. And so it really sucks to like you're you're going from from you're jumping from carrier to carrier. Um, I think they're starting to get the hint now. And it's like, hey, look, you know, I got. I've got an advertisement here for another company, you know, and they're telling me this. And um, so anyway, um, all of that to say, I don't know if you can eliminate. If you can, you can't. You're right. I'm like my son. They don't pay for cable. They they have Hulu and they have Netflix or whatever. And that's that's a lot cheaper than, uh, you know, getting getting uh, cable because there's a lot of channels you're not going to watch there. And so you can start to eliminate things like that and, and go to cheaper packages. They will work with you if you uh, will call them up and, and talk with someone. Um, but uh, that is something that you, you know, right now for me, I couldn't do without the Internet. Right. I need to have the Internet to be able to up, do this podcast, upload the podcast, um, do the different things that I do. Um, but you can get smaller packages. And so that's just a, a phone call to your provider. Number 12, read more. Use the local library for books and magazines. Also check out their DVD movies and audiobooks. And a lot of uh, libraries now have digital books that you can download. You don't even have to go to the library. You can just set up um, an account on your Kindle or on your tablet or whatever, and you can, you know, you can uh, check out books straight from there. Number 13, make your own cleaning products. 
There are many YouTube videos that show you how by combining low cost ingredients to do the same or better cleaning job than what you spent on brand name cleaners. So definitely you can save a lot of money by using vinegar and other household items. They will last a lot longer. You can stockpile some of these things. And so uh, look into that. I know that we have done some podcasts on this before in the past, and I have a lot of articles over at Prepper website. You can always go to the tag cloud, and that is at the top right-hand corner. Click the button and uh, go to research uh, topics, and then go look at cleaners and DIY and things like that, and you will find tons and tons of articles that show you how to do this. All right, number 14, make your own beauty products. All quality beauty products use the same raw materials. Watch YouTube channels that show you how to acquire these raw materials at low cost and how to make your own beauty products. All right, so that might be, you know, some things people, you know, women might say, you know, uh, I kind of draw the line there. I'm not going to make my own beauty products. I have my my one line that I've been using all my life and I'm going to I'm gonna go do that. But anyway, there you go. Uh, I know that um, there was one study one time that the beauty products, like because a lot of them had the same kind of stuff in there, um, there wasn't a big difference between the really high priced ones and the ones that you get at the drugstore. So I don't know. That might be something uh, if you are paying for really expensive beauty products. Number 15, if you must keep a car, truck or van, learn to repair it yourself. At least learn how to do your own oil changes and tune ups. This could turn into a sideline business for you. I do agree with that, but if you have one of the newer vehicles, it's really hard to do tune-ups now. I mean, on some of these things, you need to have special equipment. Uh, the oil change is is uh, easy to do, so uh, you just gotta you know figure out if you're ready to do that and deal with all the mess and stuff like that. Again, convenience, right? Um, I think that I got to the point. I used to always do my oil. And I got to the point that after the time that I spent getting the vehicle up on the ramp, um, you know, draining the oil, uh, putting putting the new oil, the filter, all that kind of stuff, getting the uh, the oil in a in a in a container that I can take to go get rid of it. By the time I, you know you do all of that, and you're spending that time and that money um going and going somewhere where you can get like a, a $20 oil change although it's hard to find those nowadays but uh was just as cheap uh or convenient even more convenient so again you do have to weigh the convenience here right um your time and your effort and the money that you're spending uh on all of this number 16 find a cheaper housing option if you're single rent a room or get a roommate or rent out an extra room if you have one if you like living alone, find a much cheaper place to live. For some, in order to save money, they move into an RV, van, or even their car. Weigh all the options and decide what you're willing to do to lower the largest item on every household budget. The cost of a roof over your head. Okay, so, you know, the tiny home thing has become a very popular uh, thing in the last, you know, uh, what, 10 years maybe. The RV thing is something that could be a consideration for some people. I, I know people who live in an RV park uh, year round and they love it because they pay the rent for the um, for their space. Um, and it's really a community of people. Um, they, they get to know each other, each other really well. They look out for each other. And um, it doesn't cost a lot of money to be able to do this. And you're not paying all the extra taxes and all that kind of stuff. So that might be something that you want to consider if you're trying to, um, you know, lower your 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 bill and uh, trying to yeah, maybe be also be in a situation where you could pick up and move if you needed to, right? Uh, maybe move uh, in the winter time to a warmer place and and move back to where you were. So that's always an option. Number seventeen: Don't buy anything new. Look for good quality used items first at thrift stores or on Craigslist or eBay. Make sure it's still a bargain if you have to pay shipping. If you can't find an item you want this way, ask family or friends for it as a gift for your birthday or Christmas. You know, um, looking at this, I had a friend that posted on social media that she was getting rid of a couch. Uh, it was up and up, you know, it was upstairs, so you would need some help getting it down downstairs and you know you needed a vehicle and all that but it was a big sofa big couch 
for um, actually it was one that had a, a hidden bed, right? So for $75 and she's like, it's upstairs. It's never been used. We're just trying to make some more room. And so there's always deals out there, you know, and uh, I love the idea of going to the thrift stores. There, there are things that you can find there. If you, you got to frequent them, you've got to know what you're looking for, but there are ways that you can find um, quality items for, for a lot less than you would if you bought brand new. Number 18 is cancel unused subscriptions, recurrent issues at the library or ask for new subscriptions as a gift. So this isn't only just magazines, but be careful with like gym memberships and other memberships that you wind up uh, joining that charge you every month and, or, you know, every year and you're not doing it any longer, right? You don't go to the gym. You don't go to, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, that's where the gym memberships, they really, they really hit you up because everybody's resolution is to lose weight and go to the gym more and all that kind of stuff. And so they run all these deals and then you wind up signing on. And then after a couple of months, you're not going any longer, but they're taking money out of your account. And then a lot of the times there's these penalties if you, if you don't stay with them. And so uh, just be careful when you're signing up for sub subscriptions like that. Number 19, buy generic. If you can't part with your favorite brands, at least try to buy them in bulk or in multiples at wholesale or reduced prices. All right, that's uh, pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, 20, shop for new insurance. Once you find a better price for the same or comparable coverage, contact your current insurer and ask them to price match it. Most often than not, they will. What have you got to lose? All right, I've, I think I've talked about this recently in uh, some past episodes where I did call my insurance agent and you know they kind of did an audit and I saved a lot of money. And so there's always these these uh, discounts and things that you can get, you know, that you don't realize that they're not going to call you and tell you, hey, you're eligible for this. It's only when you call and uh, you you hit them up and you ask them to do an audit or is there any you know any way that you can save some money. So uh, go ahead and, and do that and uh, see if you can save some money there. Number 21 is turn down your thermostat. Why pay for heating or cooling while you are away from home and at work or on a trip? You know, one of the, the things that you can do is to install, um, you know, like an electronic thermostat. I think most people have those already, but you can program them. And uh, you can program them to go off at a certain time, to come on at a certain time. And uh, so you're not always playing or fighting the thermostat, uh, you know, game there. Um, the other thing is, is like, you know, when it's a little bit cooler, you can put on more clothes and uh, have you have some blankets and things like that. Number 22, lower your cell phone's data plan or get a new cell phone provider that has a way better deal. The market, the cell phone market is so it's so saturated right now. Um, they do run deals, but the thing is, it kind of goes back to the, um, you know, the cable thing is you will, you'll call your, your provider and you say, Hey, look, um, this other company is offering a better deal. Can y'all match that? And a lot of the times they'll say no, or they're running a new deal. You see advertisements and they'll tell you it's for new customers. And you are like, okay, well then I guess I'm going to have to go find a, that's not cool. Right. I'm going to go find another better deal. I think now because it's so saturated, they're willing to work with you a little bit more. But sometimes you do need to ask for a manager. You need to ask for, uh, you know, just calling your the basic person that's going to answer is not going to be able to make uh, the deals for you or be able to make changes. So if you can go in a couple of uh, levels there, you might be able to find some better deals. Number 23, if you have an emergency fund already saved, then increase your deductible on car insurance. Make sure you always have enough to cover any unforeseen repairs or accidents. Again, you really need to think about this one with your, uh, you know, your insurance needs and see where you want to go with that. Um, a lot of the times, you know, if you really increase your your insurance uh, deductible and then you have some kind of accident or whatever, then, you know, you've got to have that money to be able to, to take care of that. And so uh, something to, to consider and see how much of a difference it is and see if it's worth it for you. Number 24, take advantage of free or low cost health screenings at your local clinic, hospital, and those offered through your health insurance plan. This can save you additional thousands of dollars later and may detect anything serious before it gets much worse. I do believe that if your insurance company does, you know, they, they do, you have like, you know, I don't know, like 
certain teeth cleanings, amount of teeth cleanings a year, you definitely need to do that. If you have uh, certain checkups a year, definitely do that. But just going to any clinic or hospital because they're offering a free, uh, you know, a, a free screening, you got to think about what kind of information they're getting from you. And so that's just kind of my, you know, my little spider senses kind of going up there and uh, be thinking about that. Number 25, quit smoking. Yes, Virginia, there are people who still smoke cigarettes. Add legalized marijuana now to that list. Quit this stuff. Your overall health will improve and you'll save a bundle on more than just shelling out for another pack of smokes. Your health insurance costs will also go down for each year you remain a non-smoker. Man, I, I was at uh, filling up and I looked on the door of the, uh, of, of the gas station and the amount of money. I mean, they were like, they had like a deal for cigarettes. And I'm like, I couldn't believe how much they cost nowadays. So yeah, um, I know it's hard. It, you know, nicotine is a drug. It's very addicting, but if you can break that habit, you can save a lot of money there. Number 26, learn simple sewing to repair your own clothes. Instead of buying new, start small, learn to darn a hole or repair a tear by hand using a needle and thread. For more substantial repairs like hemming, new edging, or making your own clothes, get a sewing machine. Look for top quality used machines on Craigslist, eBay, or ask for a new one as a gift. All right, so um, great way to save a little bit of money there. Um, it's not not that hard once you start playing around with it and start doing that. Number 27, if you own a vehicle, inflate your tires. Did you know for every three pounds per square inch or PSI that your tires are below recommended levels, you're losing 1% in fuel efficiency? This is a common problem, especially during the winter when tires are more prone to leaking. By keeping your tires properly inflated, you could save up to $65 per year on gas. This will also extend the life of your tires by over 1,000 miles, so you won't need to buy new tires as often. If you have a discount tire by you, they, they do this, especially during the wintertime. They have a, you know someone monitoring a, a line where you can go and they'll just inflate your tire. So if you're a customer there, or you don't even have to be a customer, they just do it as a service of goodwill. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just, you can tip the guy a couple of bucks there. Um, but I mean, it's just a service that they offer. And so, um, you can just drive by, you stay in your car and they fill up your, your tires for you. They, and they check them and they do all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, that's something that you could do, but definitely, uh, I hate the little light that always comes just like Dare is writing here, right? During the, uh, uh winter time, it always happens. And here in Houston, because of the fluctuation of our weather, I mean, one day we could be wearing, uh, you know, a, a heavy jacket and the next day, you know, we we're in short sleeves. It's really crazy, but that jacks with the tire pressure. And so I hate seeing that little tire pressure light come on. And, uh, you know, especially hearing the ding, because then you're like, oh my gosh, what's, what's going on now? And it's just a tire pressure. Anyway, all right, so number 28, switch to energy efficient light bulbs. According to the Department of Energy, LEDs, halogen, incandescent, and compact fluorescent lamps use between 25 and 80% less electricity than traditional light bulbs. This, this can add up to a savings of $75 per year. Additionally, energy efficient light bulbs can also last up to 25 times longer, so you won't have to replace them as frequently. All right, so somebody in the comments said incandescent are the traditional light bulbs, and so that just might have been a, a typo there. Not a typo, but just, the, just a, a mistake that it was added there. One of the things that I have a problem with the, these LEDs and stuff, they say that they last for eight years or whatever, you know, like six, seven years, and they don't. And I, I absolutely hate that. I mean, they do save money. You know, they, they do do that. You know, they're smaller amounts of wattage, but they do provide a lot of light. But when they say we last for five, six, seven years or whatever it is that they say on the package, that's completely false. And I, I hate that. <laughs> I was having a conversation with a coworker about that. Number 29, turn off lights when you leave a room. Why pay for energy you are not using? Um, I hate I hate that, right? And so uh, that's one of those things when I when I go into a room or when I'm passing a room, uh, like even the restroom and the lights are on, I'm like, can you just turn off the lights? We started saying early on, uh, you know, lights are money, lights are money. It doesn't always stick though, but uh, good, good advice there. Number 30 is start a no spend day habit. Select a day each week where you spend no money on anything. Can you do it? If you can stick with it, you may be able to expand the no spend concept to more days each month. 
Yeah, there's people that have done this. I know Daisy has written some articles on this where she's done it like a, for a whole month, just kind of lived off of food storage and uh, just tried to see if uh, you could go without spending any money. And so that is something that you can try to save, you know, to, you can try to do to save some money and see how it goes. It'll also help like trigger when you do spend money or like when you want to spend money, like what, what am I spending my money on? And so if, if you're going through a, a purposeful day of not spending, uh, when you go grab your, your wallet or your, your money, your cash or whatever it is, like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not spending anything. Uh, you know, what was it that I was wanting to spend? Can, do I really need that thing? Can I live without it? All right, number 31, if you own a vehicle, find the best gas rewards card available in your area and sign up for it. Be careful to compare apples to apples. A Sam's Club membership of $250 may not save you money if you don't buy at Sam's Club often enough to justify the expense. All right, number 32, learn how to feed yourself and your family on a tiny budget. There are several YouTube channels devoted entirely to feeding a family of six on $42 or less a week. And um, again, that's, you know, you're going to be cooking from scratch and all that kind of stuff, but a little bit of purpose, being purposeful will help you get there. Number 33, ask for generic prescription drugs. Branded drugs cost more than their generic counterparts. If you take more than a few prescriptions each month, you could save hundreds, even thousands of dollars per year just by switching to generic drugs. Um, that isn't that the case, man. There's been times where we have uh, received a prescription and, um, just the amount is just, it's crazy. But then you ask, and a lot of the times the doctors are getting, uh, you know, they're promoting it because their sales reps are wanting them to promote a certain one. But you call them back up and say, look, hey, my insurance isn't covering it or they're not covering enough of this. And they can always call you in a generic most of the time. And so definitely that's a good habit to, uh, to get in when you are, and you know, when you're turning in a prescription at the drugstore, Ask them ahead of time. Hey, you know, let me know how much this is going to cost uh, before you fill it, and uh, or even if you you wait to go pick it up and it's you know it's really expensive, you can do that. But it's just it's easier to ask them right off the bat, especially if they already have your insurance information on file. Hey, can you price this one for me? And that way you're not waiting a long time. You can go ahead and call the doctor right away. Number 34, buy a water filter instead of buying bottled water. Low-cost filter pitchers like Breda or a gravity-fed filter can save you money by eliminating bottled water purchases. Number 35, use a clothesline instead of the dryer. The more clothes you can drip dry at home equals more money saved in electricity or at the laundromat. If you rent, you can hang up clothes to dry over your bathtub or in a utility space with the floor covered to handle the drips. Number 36, exercise on a regular basis. Do it from home and save the cost of a gym membership. This will reduce your cost of healthcare and improve your overall sense of personal accomplishment and satisfaction. Number 37, when exercising at home, used canned fruit or vegetables as hand weights, eliminating the need to buy them. If you get heavily into weight use, look for a local used weight set on Craigslist or at a thrift store and don't buy brand new ones. So isn't that the truth? Again, you know, at the very beginning of the year, everyone goes gung-ho, you know, wanting to lose weight. And so in a couple of months, you can find these really cheap on Craigslist uh, and, uh, you know, find a, find a good deal there. Number 38, buy forever stamps. The cost of postage seems to rise just when you need a stamp. And now your old ones are not enough. Buying forever stamps means that you can use them without having to pay extra when the price of stamps goes up. Man, you know, I've got a couple, I've got a couple of books of stamps uh, back when I was doing a lot of weddings, um, you know, and I would mail in the wedding license for the couple. I just had a bunch of bunch of stamps that I have there and I have not used stamps in a long, long time. Anyway, there you go. Number 38, scour the dumpsters around a carpet store for used sets of carpet samples. These typically come in large enough swatches so they can be used as doormats and car mats and under pet bowls. Sew four together and make an area rug or bath mat. Some people aren't going to like the idea of dumpster diving, but that might be something that you can do. In fact, there's a couple more here that talk about dumpster diving. And so uh, let's jump in like the next one here. Number 40, scour the dumpsters by fabric stores. They will often contain swatch books of fabrics in large enough sizes you can repurpose as clothes, patches, or quilt blocks. If you don't need them, you can repackage them and sell them on eBay, Craigslist, or at flea markets to those who do use them. And 
you know, I was listening to a podcast of a woman who was repurposing things like that. And she was dumpster diving and and finding things and selling them, making a lot of money. And really, that's really a side hustle there. So that's what Dare's kind of implying here is if you find something that is useful, it's useful to somebody. And people are just, you know, they're employees. They're not, um, they're being told by their store managers to throw things away. And they probably get new fabric swatches, you know, from the manufacturer all the time. So they don't really care about all that stuff. They're just throwing it away. So that might be something that you are interested in doing. All right. Again, the dumpster diving thing, uh, or at least looking behind stores. Number 41 is oftentimes behind stores and strip malls are store fixtures to be thrown or hauled away. You can find scrap metal to sell or items which can be repurposed to use in your home. I once found a bakery shelf used to sell local baked goods, which now works as a linen shelf in my bathroom. Before taking anything, always ask permission. All right, number 42, learn to make your own furniture or refinish furniture for your own home decorating. What starts as a simple home project could become a way to earn extra income. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos where, and I don't know why sometimes I just stop on these and I just watch them all the way through because I'm just interested in, in how they do things, but they'll find like an old uh, chair somewhere, like thrown out on the side of the road. And then someone will take it in and they'll just refinish it. And it turns out to be this, you know, this beautiful thing that they put together. And they just, a lot of the times they're just stripping it down to, to the basics and putting a new pad and new, uh, you know, a new, uh, cloth over it, right. Whatever you upholstery over it and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, stitching it down or, uh, stapling it down. And it's really interesting, you know, being able to do that. We've become such a society that just throws things away so easily. And, uh, with a little bit of work, you can, you can fix things, right? That's not the way it used to be back in the day. And of course, again, you can always say that, uh, things aren't made the way they used to be made, you know, to made to last, but even more reason why, if you find something that is a little bit older and, uh, was built a little bit better, maybe to repurpose that and, and, uh, you know, reupholster it. Number 43, rent certain items instead of buying them. This is especially a good idea if you only occasionally use power tools. If you use an item only once or twice a year, rent it instead of buy. Home Depot, certain Home Depots, right? So there's a couple of, I'm in between two Home Depots where I live. Um, One is a very small Home Depot and it has, you know, the basic Home Depot stuff. Uh, The other one that I normally go to is a lot bigger, has more items, but they do have uh, a place where you can rent power tools and different things like that. So, um, you know, that, that's good advice because some power tools can be very expensive. Number 44, ask for discounts on any service you use regularly. For example, if you visit a hairstylist frequently, ask for a discount on the price. Explain you may have to cut back on the number of visits unless you get a discount. Tell them you will also recommend them to others. Number 45, a frequently overlooked deep discounted food source is a local country or ranch feed store. For example, they sell oats in 50-pound bags that are in the same kind of oats humans consume at a much lower price than charged at grocery stores. What you don't use immediately can be dry canned and stored in jars or food-grade buckets. The savings to you can be substantial. I know a lot of people would get uh, or have a really hard time getting past the fact of eating oats that were, uh, you know, in a, from a feed store. But that might be something that you might want to do. Number 46, another source of discounted food is a local market garden that provides fresh fruits and vegetables to area restaurants, often at significant savings compared to grocery stores. Find them and negotiate a frequent purchase of those items you use. What you don't use, you can can for use later. Now, when the whole COVID thing happened and and, uh, still happening in a lot of places, right? At least places are shut down, um, like restaurants. Places that did sell to restaurants um, we're, we're losing out because restaurants weren't buying, uh, you know, groceries because in fruits and vegetables and all that kind of stuff, because people were not coming to the, to, uh, to the restaurants. So that might be something that could be used, could be interesting, right? Um, might be even a side business. She does uh, talk a little bit here, uh, about, uh, you know, repackaging some things like this, right? So if you were able to, uh, start a little side business with, with uh, people in your neighborhood or you're able to uh, put it on 
you know, Facebook marketplace or Craigslist or whatever. And like, or even, you know, set up a little stand somewhere on the side of the road. Um, we, I see that a lot as you start going out into the rural areas of, uh, you know, start, start leaving where I live out a little, go, go out a little to the rural areas there. Um, you start seeing, you know, people kind of setting up, selling honey, selling, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables and different things like that. A lot of the time it's the way that you package it. I wanted to say that. And then number 47 kind of goes into that as well. It says, go to you pick farms and harvest on your own corn, apples, green beans, berries, nuts, etc. Can what you don't immediately use for future consumption, sell it to friends and neighbors and recoup your costs. So there's always people out there that would love fresh fruits and vegetables. Again, it's the way that you sell it. It's the way that you provide it. And if you have people that would, um, on a regular basis, buy from you, sometimes you might not even have to put it out there. You can just call people up and say, hey, I have a you know, a supply of whatever. Are you interested in, in buying this, right? Buying a case or, or buying uh, you know, a bag's worth or whatever it might be. She goes into a little bit more of that here in number 48. Another variation of this is to find the local producer, wholesaler, those that sell fruits and vegetables, and open a commercial account. Consume what you buy, can extra for later, but make sure to include bagged apples, oranges, pears, etc. Then sell those to friends and neighbors or other groups you belong to at a discounted price from the grocery store price in order to earn back what you spent on the food. I know someone who does this and markets bagged fruit to people in RV campgrounds and parks and makes a tidy income for themselves in addition to getting their own produce paid for by others. And I think in this economy, if you can find, again, you're going to you're going to restaurant supply stores who are looking to sell their products. You're buying that at a discount, so they're willing to sell to you. Um, then you are repackaging this and selling it, and you're paying for the fruits and the vegetables that, in, that you would use and things that you would can, and you're able to provide a service to other people. So in this, especially in this economy, finding ways to make money, I think, is going to be important. All right, number 49. I already kind of talked a little bit about this. Learn to make your own fast foods. Start with breakfast bars and branch out. People usually spend way too much money on convenience and fast foods when they think they don't have the time to make them. Set aside one afternoon a week to bake, cook for the rest of the week. This is one of the fastest ways I know to learn and improve upon new cooking skills that will save you a bundle every month. Number 50, downsize. Start with selling off all the unused items just collecting dust in your home. You will be surprised at how much money is just waiting to be found sitting in closets, in boxes, and on shelves. You may discover some long forgotten item that could be given as a gift, sparing you that cost outlay later. Did you find old magazines? Bundle them and sell them. People have also found vintage advertising or photographs in magazines and placed them inside frames to decorate their own homes or to sell to others. Don't just sell everything on eBay either. If you suspect you have a vintage item, do a little online research and find out what it is truly worth. Then sell on the best platform to get the highest price for it. Even old clothes that no longer fit you can be sold on Poshmark, eBay, and Etsy if it's vintage for big bucks. All right. This is one of those things that we kind of talked about at a recent uh, online meetup for the exclusive uh, Prepper group, Prepper website email group. And uh, we, we talked a little bit about this. Somebody brought up Poshmark that they make a decent amount of money, about $100 uh, a month selling on Poshmark. And I'd never even heard of it before, you know? And so a lot of the times, you, you know, uh, this, this is really, they sell women's clothes, but there are men's men's uh, clothes on there too and men's shoes and different things like that. But people find things. Uh, so for instance, uh, this person find, you know, goes to uh, estate sales and buys big packages of clothes and things that people are getting rid of at, you know, a couple of dollars a bag. Maybe it's a garbage bag. They bring it home. They look at it. Is If it's something that um, looks like people will buy, a lot of the times it's the way that you provide the picture, the way that you shoot it. If you just shoot a crumbled old, old piece of, you know, cloth or some kind of clothes or whatever, People aren't going to look at that very seriously. But if you're able to take a really good picture with really good lighting and a background and you're able to give information on it, I mean, you can you can make a pretty penny doing this. And uh, going back to Poshmark, um, they include so like when you buy something, the price of uh, shipping you know, is tacked on. 
And so the person who is um, shipping it to you, um, it's not like they're trying to go figure out the shipping and all that kind of stuff. It's just like a one uh, cost. And then they go and they, and they send it. It's very interesting to, uh, to work with that. So uh, something to, to be thinking about that you can repurpose again, there are things out there that people would be interested in buying, even old magazines. You have old time magazines. You have old uh, lifestyle magazines. You have old popular mechanics, you know, bundling to, together in a, you know, a year's worth and saying, hey, I've got a year's worth of this magazine. You know, um, you know are you willing to, to purchase it or whatever? And putting that out there, there are people that will buy that. All right. Number 51. If you live near a college or university, mark when semesters and on your calendars uh, and dumpster dive by the dormitories during finals week. You will find scads of barely used bottles of laundry detergent, plus plenty of other items like ironing boards, mini fridges, small tables, folding chairs, just about anything that can't be fit into mom and dad's car when going home. I know a gal who literally finds a half year's worth of laundry detergent this way. What you can't use, you can still sell. So that's interesting as well. You know, college students are like, hey, they're just wanting to get out. They got to clean out their dorm. And so they're just dropping things off and uh, they don't care. Right. So, again, you got to get past the dumpster diving thing. Uh, But if you're willing to do that, you might be able to find some gems in there. Number 52, if you own a vehicle, make it a good use trucker van. You get the benefit of having a means of transportation plus a way to make extra income by renting it out, uh, renting out the use of your truck for moves. If you don't want to offer a full service moving service, then you can help people save money on their move by paying you to drive the truck while they load it. Charge by the size of the job or how many trips it will take back and forth to their new residence. You can also advertise for free that you will take loads to the county dump for people. They load, you haul, and you get paid. You may need to get comprehensive vehicle insurance, but take all your costs involved when you set your price. If you are making payments on your vehicle, your goal should be to earn enough money to cover your loan payments every month. With just a little hustle, your truck or van can be earning a sizable second income and pay for your vehicle. So I thought this was a great idea and uh, really didn't really didn't think about, you know, I thought about the using your truck as a moving service, like on the weekends, especially like for apartments. And getting to know some, actually, I think I talk about that in my book, my micro biz book, which, uh, by the way, is uh, I've really discounted it. I've taken out the the forums thing uh, because just the forums with with the email group, the email group has really taken off. Right. That's that's the thing that uh, people are, are, are going to. But anyway, um, I talked a little bit about this is using your truck as uh, something that you can do on on the side, you know, moving. But this is another take on it that I thought was very, really interesting is you're not really doing the moving. You're just providing the vehicle. So you think about a person who lives in an apartment, they might have a smaller vehicle. They might not have a truck. They might not have a van. They might not want to rent a U-Haul or something along those lines. And so you, you let them know, hey, I will show up and you can load my truck up and I will drive it to wherever you want it to drive. You know, you load it up and I'll put a tarp over it, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll, you know, put, uh, you know, tie it down and all that kind of stuff and I'll drive it over. And then you, you know, you can uh, take everything out, you know? And so you're not really doing the heavy lifting, but you're just providing the vehicle. I thought that was a great idea. And so um, again, the dump where people could load up uh, your truck for the dump and you go haul it and, and, and take it, take it away. And uh, man, that I thought that was interesting. Number 53, make note paper out of junk mail. Everyone needs notepads in various places around the house, but why pay for those? Take the junk mail you get and recycle the blank portions of the envelopes or inside papers and use them as notepads. I've seen people take small boxes, cut them down to be a tray to hold all the repurposed note paper they salvage from their junk mail. Number 54, when you're in a carpet cleaner machine for a day, Offer to do someone else's carpet the same or the next day. Charge them less than what the pros would charge, but more than what the equipment rental fee is to you. You just got your own carpets cleaned for free and you made a bit extra to boot. Number 55. Save all the little slivers of used bar soap. At the end of the year, shred them using a grater and place the shreds in an old pot. Melt them on a medium heat on the stove. Use silicone or metal molds like candy molds or muffin tins. Lightly spray the molds with cooking spray and fill with the melted soap. 
Let it cool down and harden, then pop out your new soap for use. Number 56, buy clothes in neutral colors. This will actually allow you to create more outfits based on your existing basic wardrobe. You can change the look of an outfit by incorporating less expensive accessories like scarves, belts, vests, sweaters, and brighter colors, giving you more variety for less cost. Number 57, if you have room, buy a freezer. Low-cost used freezers can be found on Craigslist or in local classified ads. New freezers can be purchased for about $150 on up. Owning a freezer allows you to stock up on perishables when they go on sale, saving you money overall. This is especially important for you meat eaters. The money you save will more than pay for the freezer. All right, I know that I've talked about freezers here before in the past, so definitely, and especially just for stocking up purposes, having that uh, available to you. Number 58, use online garage and estate sales reminders when looking for particular items. Sign up for free at several of these type of websites, including garagesellfinder.com, yardsellsearch.com, gsalr.com, estatesell-finder.com, estatesells.net, estatesells.org, estate-sells, to name a few of such services. You can set up your search for particular items in your area and set your search area to how far you are willing to travel for such a sell. This is a very good way to find quality goods at low cost. Be prepared to haggle. So again, if you are combining looking for estate sales and finding really cheap bags of clothes uh, and you, you you, you have this garage sale finder thing or estate sale finder thing where it lets you know, hey, they're selling clothes or whatever, that might be a way to make money. I don't know. Um, and it might be something where you can save on, on things, right? And so it's worth to look into. Uh, again, you know, like always, I'm going to link to this article so you can go and click on all these links to make it really easy for you. Number 59, if you do not have a will but do not want to pay the high attorney fees, in some states you can create your own will and have it notarized for free at your bank or credit union. If you are unsure how to go about this, ask your local bank if they offer a notary service and if they have any will forms. They should be able to help you. And number 60, use the money you save or earn by using these techniques by starting a new savings account with a local credit union. Credit unions are great places to do business because they typically offer a low-cost account and loans at lower interest rates than banks. You may not need all of their services now, but perhaps in the future they will save you money. So start that relationship now by socking away all of your found dollars. And I couldn't agree more with the the credit union. Before we joined a credit union, and that was, I mean, I've been with a credit union for many, many, many years. But early on in in my marriage, when we were older, um, just the fees that you would have to pay for the, the different banks, the big banks out there. And someone always says, I think it's uh, Dave Ramsey, who always says, you know, when you go into these big banks and you go into their their offices and you see all the, the you know, the the, furniture, the posh furniture and all that kind of stuff, and they're paying for these big stadiums and stuff, where do you think they get that money from, right? So anyway, the credit union is the way to go. And there's always a way to find being involved in a credit union. I know uh, the one that we uh, eventually became members of, um, it was because we lived in a certain zip code and that allowed us to, uh, to join. And, uh, it's been really well worth it. Again, that relationship, you know, that they, that you have with them and, uh, knowing that, uh, you can call them up and because you have that relationship with them, if you need, uh, a loan or whatever, you know, they're able to do that. I mean, you, you don't want to acquire a lot of debt. I mean, the whole purpose of this whole, this episode is to save money, but if you needed a service, you had that relationship. So I completely agree with Dare on that one. All right, let me finish this out. Small little paragraph here. You may not need to do each of these suggestions, but if you find a few to be useful, it will help you find the extra money you already have to save, invest, or buy more preps. Guys, I couldn't agree more. There's just, again, going back to the whole idea of we are living in a time where we really truly need to watch what we're spending. And if we can make money and be smart about it, I think that is um, that that is the way to go. And I think those that are preparedness-minded, self-reliant-minded are, are going to be better off because they're able to think through some of these things, right? There's people out there who just don't don't understand that you can do some of these things to save money. And it just, they never grew up like that. 
they just don't have the um, the understanding. And there there's ways to save money out there. And you don't have to do everything that everybody else does. So um, saving money, being debt free, having uh, you know having an emergency fund is part of being prepared. So when there are needs that where you need to be able to dig deep into your emergency fund or whatever, you have that available. Um, I think uh, Michael Snyder has written some articles. Other people have written articles that uh, most Americans can't even pay for like a, a $500 bill if their car broke down and they needed to pay $500 or whatever. They couldn't even cover that cost right now. And you you want to be able to do that. And not only that, when you live this way and, and you can do these kinds of things, it gives you, it opens up thinking and understanding and it gives you options. And so I know it's like, okay, it's not like, you know, the skies open up and angels singing and all that kind of stuff. But you realize that there's many different ways to do things, right? There's many different ways to, uh, I don't know, use the term skin a cat. And so I think that being aware of these things helps you to be able to problem solve and get through future situations. All right. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 676. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And guys, don't forget, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes so that you can always get to it and you can go click on links and different things like that. Also, don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.